The One Laptop Per Child project is a global initiative to revolutionize early education through innovative use of technology and learning philosophy. Launched in 2005-06, the project attracted a lot of attention with the goal of distributing 100 million laptops, one for every child in a developing nation. Through its 8-year history so far, the project has seen many ups and downs. but has managed to distribute close to an impressive 3 million laptops mostly in latin america africa australia and parts of the us there are active volunteer communities both local and global which provide support for the laptop hardware and the sugar learning software a core component of its learning philosophy this is the eka foundation blog to learn more about the eka foundation Please visit eka.to From the ashes of one laptop per child This is a repost of a story I wrote in my personal blog back in 2014 It looks at lessons learned from the one laptop per child project in context of grassroots communities You can read the original post at the link given below attributed to its scale and unique nature of the project it has attracted the interest of many scholarly researchers foundations and other organizations to study the impact of the project with its successes and failures this however is a more personal account of my association with the project and my thoughts as the road forward i joined the project in the spring of 2010 as a volunteer and later as a co-founder of activity central a services and support startup within the ecosystem i had the privilege of witnessing the project at close quarters in paraguay uruguay and australia which constituted a significant chunk of the overall project it certainly constituted a major chunk of innovation in the field that helped make the project produce favorable outcomes in these places activity central shut down operations earlier this year and my involvement with the project has dwindled since i should also make it clear that i have never been associated with the one laptop per child organization foundation or association in any form whatsoever many in the volunteer community now believe that the project is at a crossroads there is considerable churn within the olpc organization and the volunteer community Many old timers have bid adieu and while there are new volunteers and even a Google Summer of Code project the number has steadily gone down The One Laptop Per Child Foundation in Cambridge Massachusetts which was responsible for a lot of the early innovation around the laptop and its software shut down last year and the One Laptop Per Child Association in Miami is cannibalizing its own visionary green machine with a consumer android tablet for american kids It runs proprietary software contrary to one of its core principles of open and free software for democratized learning. However, the most telling indicator is the fact that the amount of new laptop orders isn't even a patch on the years gone by. One laptop per child the original project is now largely a support what we have operation. An important perhaps defining facet of one laptop per child is the volunteer community and communities don't form or shut down like organizations but congregate or disperse around ideas and vision 
The fragmentation in the community is a mirror of the fragmentation in the project's vision. This is actually rather exciting and I'm glad that this is finally happening. Some notable efforts are XSCE, Unleash Kids, Sugarizer, among many others. At a recent summit in Malacca, Malaysia, discussions were centered around OLPC 2.0, signifying a brave new world we must all confront. Further, technology-enabled education is poised for explosive growth, even in developing nations. And thus it becomes critical at this time of change that a fair light be thrown upon the past. It will be one laptop per child's biggest failure and certainly my biggest fear that the lessons learned from this grand worldwide experiment are forgotten by new initiators in the times to follow. In the lines below, I will try to present my biased view of some of the key lessons that need to be remembered. I present them in context of One Laptop a Child as a project aimed at revolutionizing learning with a heavy emphasis on grassroots approaches. Ideas greater than community, greater than individuals. Before you start to think that I am advocating socialism, or worse as a friend put it, radical communism, let me straight up front that ideas and community are essentially the product of talented and brilliant individuals getting together. And the intent is not to suppress anyone's individual contributions. Open communities do not form overnight but through an organic process of individuals identifying with a vision and a big and hairy audacious goal. It is also built on trust and a faith in democratically evolved processes of decision-making. This is even true of large successful communities with so-called benevolent dictators. As a community grows and evolves, it is natural that some individuals will take on important roles. However, both the individual concerned and the community should work to ensure that at no point they should start to overshadow the project's vision with their own. One laptop a child and sugar suffered by not following this, perhaps more so because there were a large number of academics and government officials involved. And though I don't bear any ill will, some individuals within the community sought to influence the project's evolution, not always through the defined decision-making processes. Practice radical transparency. The way in which a project's earliest community members behave in form, in formal rules of exchange, has a significant, if not defining, influence on its future growth. One aspect which I would like to specifically point out is public versus private discussions. A lot has been said and written about the balance between the two, but I would say this. When a community grows beyond the number of people that can fit in an SUV, Every decision which pertains to community processes or roadmaps for development must be clearly defined and every discussion related to that decision must take place in publicly archived spaces. This is easier said than done as the desire to form a small coterie of people who have a safe environment to discuss and decide can be overwhelming. Resist that even if it means parting ways with some volunteers. I was not there during the early days of One Laptop a Child and Sugar, but when I joined, it was obvious to me that there was a high council where decisions were made, and the amount of important communication happening through private, business and informal channels was significant. 
I know this because I am also guilty in partaking in some of it, as a result of the pre-existing mess in the ecosystem. The world is flat, or maybe not quite. One challenge which doesn't necessarily confront most volunteer communities, but did so in the case of One Laptop a Child in Sugar, was the level of diversity in terms of connectivity and geography. This was accentuated further by the fact that such diversity was not at all evenly spread across the professional background of the volunteers. For example, most teachers and students, roughly the end users, had very little connectivity with the rest of the ecosystem, while most software development volunteers were quite well connected. This resulted in two problems. A majority of volunteers in the technology subcommunity had little idea of the kind of problems a teacher or student would face while using the laptop and what would be useful or useless to have as part of the package. This lack of information and insight was resolved more often by guesswork rather than taking on the arduous challenge of contacting the people at the deployment. Broadly put, different groups in the ecosystem were not adequately represented, which coupled with a lack of transparent decision-making caused a loss of faith in Upstream's ability to deliver. Within Activity Central, this problem was well understood, and despite our best efforts to give voice to the real-world users, we were only partially successful. As a result of this schism and loss of faith, most of the deployments never really reaped the benefits of the work put together by the technology team. Even now, there are many deployments which are using 6-7 to year old software builds on their laptops, because a persistent effort was never really made to involve them in the shaping of the technology they are meant to use. This is not a problem for researchers or scholars in the community, as they are quite happy with tinkering and doing a few pilot projects a year to get enough material for research. Thus, we had two more divergent subcommunities and a sufficient lack of affinity between them to merge. In hindsight, I think if we had focused more on data-driven decisions and instituted well-designed data collection and analysis platforms, some parts of the problem could have been addressed. Still, the human element of this challenge is what I believe was the greatest roadblock. I guess the lesson to take from this is to realize and respect the level of diversity in your community and go out of your way to make sure that each broad segment is well represented as much down the tree as possible. Having a member in a board or a high council is a good step, but it is not the same as installing a process to solicit feedback at a grassroots level. Big splash upfront might not always work. If you perform a Google image search, one laptop per child, you will more likely than not run into a few images of Nicholas Negroponte holding a little green machine or Kofi Annan, the then UN Secretary General, playing with an old prototype hand crank powered laptop. As mentioned before, one laptop per child was launched with much pomp and fanfare and there was an immense amount of recall for the $100 machine locally. This attracted a torrent of volunteers willing to be part of the project in the beginning, resulting in a hastily put together large community with some of the flaws discussed above. Looking in retrospect, it is questionable that the approach one laptop a child followed 
in its earliest days is a model that should be followed by future education technology projects. And though I do not have a firmed up opinion about this, I feel this is an important perspective that should be looked at in greater detail. The argument for this approach is somewhat obvious and quite well made. Big splash equals lots of eyeballs, equals lots of potential volunteers, and who wouldn't want that? Yet, there exist very successful community projects which were unheard of until they started becoming big. Linux, GNU, Wikipedia. All these projects were born out of their own subcultures rather than a mass media-fed stream of marketing material. The argument against can be made like this. One laptop per child never really had a subculture to start with. And if it did, the quote-unquote organization didn't respect that. As I said, I don't have a definitive opinion on this one. Perhaps the problem was not the big splash, but the lack of subculture in the community. And what is worse, it holds true since the inception of One Laptop a Child till the present day. This was Anish Mangal on behalf of the Eka Foundation, a frontline think tank unlocking the human future of the internet.